I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries Hey, we're back since we since we last spoke uh, just before the All-Star break and we took a two week break for the All-Star game. A lot of things have happened. We got to see James Harden finally in a Philadelphia Sixers shirt, uh, tagging along with Embiid and that duo has been balling it out in the Eastern Conference. We get to see Ben Simmons who's now having back soreness and we probably will guess this will last another few days till the Philadelphia game and he'll he'll be fit after that. We know that. <laughs> we we get to see kd who's on who's days away from his return and i'm excited to see how kd can come back and uh, can he bolster the nets back into playoff contention uh, lots to talk about even in the west a lot of things have been happening chris paul has been ruled out due to injury and that is kind of impacting the suns now yeah, uh, yeah. because they lost to winrow uh, which is very unlike the suns memphis grizzlies are tied on wins with the warriors they're one game behind uh, overall aggregate but they tied on wins and they're just behind the warriors Warriors themselves suffering a slump after Draymond Green went out. They lost seven of the last twelve games. Kind of troubling time. So tons of stuff to talk about. Let's get started. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one, or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset, and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's gonna be lit. We'll start off with James Harden, and uh, he's played. A, this this might be overreaction. He's just played. We have a sample size of two games, but those two games he's looked incredible. He had hamstring issues, did he? Uh, he had hand issues. I don't know where all of that. <laughs> he went. had. I want to be traded issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had. I want to be traded issues. Two games. He's got. He's got a triple double. Twenty nine, ten, sixteen assists. In the first game, he got twenty seven, twelve assists. Embiid hasn't stopped. Uh, he's been on a roll since. Three months now, and he has not stopped. He's been doing amazingly well. And one thing that I worried about when Harden came was that, well, it'll be all Embiid and Harden, and then everyone else will get uh, pushed out to the corner. But Maxi has been thriving in this role because all the attention goes to Embiid and Harden leaves Maxi open, and he's making the most of it. He's got two twenty-plus games as well since he returned. And when you look at the Sixers roster now, they have Thibault in that starting lineup, yeah. and Tobias Harris is now the fourth option. Uh, start of the year, we said we didn't really fancy Philadelphia's chances because hmm. Tobias Harris was the second option, and we didn't know how that would work out because he's good, but is he the second option good? No, I don't think so. But now he's the fourth option, and wow, he's good for a fourth option. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Who wouldn't take yeah. that, right? Hmm. And then you have Danny Green off the bench, and Kokmas, and Milton, and all those guys, and suddenly the Sixers team looked really strong out of yep. nowhere. That's yep. just that one trade, and it, of course it's Harden. But are they the favorites in the East now because they've been? Rampaging fast opponents. They, yeah, I mean, uh, the Bucks really don't. I've been waiting and I've been waiting and I've been bullish and I've been saying it's still the Bucks for me. But mm. they've, I don't know. I, I just don't uh, yeah. see it now. You know, initially we thought it, it was only thirteen games that the big three played together or something, and they barely lost or didn't at all. And um, and and that was kind of the insurance, the security blanket that everyone was banking mm-hmm. on. But I think even with with everyone on the court, Drew looks a bit jaded. I must say, yeah, uh, yeah could be yeah. you know all the injuries he's carrying, but but he does look jaded. Uh, Middleton, 
looks like he rewinded back to the season before <laughs> the championship season. It's it's eerie how similar it is there. Um, so I don't know. Yanis is Yanis, but but that's about it. it. Everyone else looks you know a bit out of shape. Uh, you know, I I understand Brook Lopez is out, but I thought Bobby Portis has been decent. Where Brook Lopez yeah, really yeah. helps them is the size and defense. But how many in the regular season do you have clashes where you really need that? That comes right. good in the playoffs. So right. I don't think none of this explains the way they've been playing. Bucks are concerning, which yeah. leaves the Nets and the Sixers. Right. So the, the debate of whether or not Sixers are the favorites is are they better than the Nets or not? Mm-hmm. Um, first, I would. This is a fan, uh, playoffs clash that I would love to see whether it happens in the finals or before. I would love right. to too. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kyrie and KD <laughs> uh, versus Embiid and, and Harden, except Simmons guarding Harden uh, <laughs> and um, Seth Curry shooting against the Sixers. There's so many dynamics there. Yep, yep. Most of all, what happens when they go to Philly to play those games? And that's where the seeding becomes so important. Uh, yep. Do you get more games in Philly or in Brooklyn? Because they're going to eviscerate uh, Ben Simmons. It's, it's a tough crowd always. Yep, uh, yep. They'll boo Allen Iverson if he doesn't play well, right? So it's a tough crowd <laughs> in Philadelphia. Uh, hack a Ben. Uh, yeah, make him shoot Oh, man. Throws. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and especially tough when the guy they traded you for uh, is, is making, he's taking twice as many, even despite you being hacked and he's making almost all of them. Yeah, that's James Harden is good. We knew that. That's not a surprise. Yeah. And it, he will thrive in such games. Uh, you have him going to Brooklyn and the crowd booing. He doesn't care. He'll, he'll do James Harden stuff. Yeah, so I like their chances. Uh, to, to answer the question, sorry, I sort of went around the bush. But, uh, but yeah, I, um, I would take Philly over the, over the Nets. I, I would. Um, I, I still don't think the Nets are the favorites. The Nets have an offensive arsenal, the likes of which I, I really can't. Imagine if it was ever put together. Then this is despite uh, Harden moving on. Because in Seth Curry, they get 15 to 20 points a game whenever they want. Yep, yep. They've got a bunch of other shooters who are who are just as good or better. And they've got Ben Simmons who truly distributes uh, the ball and is a great playmaker. Can't shoot. They don't want him to. So that's kind of yep. a good fit. They've sort of moneyballed this thing. Mm-hmm. And somehow mm-hmm. figured out uh, how to replace Harden with with three different moving parts like Seth does the shooting and Ben does the um, distribution and Harden's rebounds weren't worth all that much like that they can live without but uh, and you get some defense which you never had with James Harden mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I, yeah, I, think, I think they did alright in the trade uh, but I still would run with Philly only and only because I don't there's no one that can guard Embiid on the Nets that's my big problem yeah. and for a yeah. team that Starts off with a not so great, or dare I say, non-existent defense. To have Embiid playing the way he does, and then Harden ripping you apart inside and out. That's it's it's too much to handle. It's it's injuries that will be uh, Philly's downfall if at all. But I don't see the Nets at least taking them on. Bucks, if they play like last year, I would still fancy the Bucks. I must say. I agree. The Bucks have been kind of weird. They're they're yeah. fifth, uh, they're five hundred in the last twenty four games. Twelve and twelve in the last twenty four yeah. games. That's a big enough sample and. Enough to be worried, actually, because uh, they had a big game last uh, over the weekend against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Kyrie Irving just ripped them apart. Drew Holiday looked clueless against Kyrie Irving. I thought Drew Holiday was made up for these matchups, right? Not you... for Kyrie. I don't think Drew ever stopped Kyrie. He can't stop Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very unlike Drew Holiday. I'm not saying he had to yeah. stop Kyrie, but he looked lost out there, which is yeah. which was. It wasn't the effort that you would expect to see. Uh, the skill. Exactly. Yeah. Bucks were leading by eight points with five minutes to go, and they gave that game away. It's mm-hmm. very unlike the Milwaukee Bucks. They, yeah. You just expect them to rampage from there, right? Because uh, Giannis comes back from his rotation, and then he's on the court for the last five minutes. 
you don't see them losing those games but yanis got blocked by drummond which was kind of surprising and uh, that I'm just annoyed. flipped flipped the script i mean that was the momentum shifter i would say the scores were tied yanis uh, went for yeah. a layup and he got blocked by drummond yeah. and then that's it kyrie went and got whatever he had to at the other end of the floor and the nets won that game yeah, i mean drummond Ground blocking, Yanis is like the suck the air out of the building moment. In, in the <laughs> exactly. How did that, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, exactly. And uh, the Nets have been looking like two different teams when Kyrie plays mm. and Kyrie doesn't play. Yesterday, it was the next game after the Milwaukee Bucks. Kyrie didn't play, of course, because they're playing in Brooklyn. They got thrashed by the Toronto Raptors. They lost by 30 points. Yeah. Uh, they have a chance to get back at Toronto right today because they play the Raptors again today. but uh, didn't look like the brooklyn nets and you don't expect cam thomas and bruce brown and sure. even seth curry included get you wins they're barely a playoff team without kyrie yeah. so i'm i'm sure if they have kyrie and kd they're a different team so we can't really analyze them too much without uh, this duo it's a different team that plays all together but seth curry has been impressive uh, 17 yeah. points in the six games uh, mm-hmm. shooting 48% from three drummond has been impressive is getting a 10 rebound and that's a luxury that brooklyn has, hasn't had since KD and Kyrie moved into Brooklyn, right? I mean, they yeah. had Jared Allen, but they didn't play together uh, enough. And then uh, last season, you saw that they, DeAndre Jordan was there. Yeah, they really struggled. He, was, yeah. he wasn't really good. Now they have that luxury of Drummond getting the rebounds. You just want him to get the rebounds. Rebounds. It doesn't matter if he gets hacked. He makes fifty percent of his free throws. It doesn't matter. Sure, he gets sure. rebounds, gets positions. And when KD and Kyrie are positioned, they more often than not score. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good, a good addition to a very underrated uh, piece of that whole trade. I would say, but. Uh, I like what Drummond is doing at Brooklyn right now. I never been a Drummond fan, uh, but I think he's doing what he's asked to at Brooklyn. That's pretty uh, interesting for Brooklyn. Yeah, but that's another problem in the playoffs when they face Philly. Is this whole Embiid has been taunting two players predominantly, right? Drummond mm-hmm. has no shot against Embiid, and Embiid makes it a point to remind the world of that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Him and Cat, it's just I don't know what it is with Embiid. Yeah. Yep. it's it's borderline uncomfortable the level of bullying um but that's another problem that they have they the only guy they can really put on embiid is the one guy i is probably the last or the second last guy i would pick from the entire league if i had to pick someone to guard um embiid so that's it just compounds their woes having cat or drummond have to go up against embiid just psychologically there uh, this has been going on for years on social media right the only reprieve that Uh, that either of them had was when Cat's mother passed away, and I mean, you know, reached out and yep. said nice stuff. But otherwise, on court, I'm not saying it's personal, but on court, it's it's too much. The psych out is just too much for these guys. Yep, yep. Hello, 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 hello. It's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On the Habit Coach, Ashton meets Dr. John DeMartini. He is a world-renowned human behavior expert and founder of the Demartini Institute. He shares five actionable habits to align our purpose and values. On Think Fast, Varun and Sujita discuss Disney Plus Hotstar's swelling subscription numbers and actor Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson's new alcohol brand, Thermana Tequila. On All Things Policy, the Takshashila folk take a close look at the union government banning another 54 Chinese apps. On Smarter with Sid, Siddharth explores how Shark Tank India is changing the equation of the startup economy. And on Tere Mere Raste, Kesho takes us to Bhutan's royal capital, Thimphu. 
Do follow us on social media where IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. It really helps us. Don't forget to rate us on any of the platforms that you're listening to. And also remember, you can check us out on YouTube at www.ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, SBI Life Insurance, Bank of Baroda, and HDFC Life Insurance. Thank you so much for making this possible. Uh, we've been talking about Brooklyn as if they're a top seed and a contender, but they're the eighth seed. <laughs> <laughs> Miami and Chicago sit atop the Eastern Conference. They had a fun game yesterday. Uh, yeah. Miami coming out victors pretty comfortably. I would say De- DeMar DeRozan had an off night, just scoring yeah. 18 points. Levine had an off night, 23 points. So none of them got going. And Miami were Miami Heat. I mean, they don't play the most entertaining uh, basketball if you're watching, uh, unless you're really strategic and you like the defensive plays and how they hustle around and all that. Or unless you enjoy watching Jamie Butler play, which yeah. I don't really. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but Miami have been doing their job pretty, uh, pretty. How do I say? Systematically, like yeah. we go there, we get the wins, and that's all it matters. That's all that matters. They are on top of the league. Chicago kind of uh, losing out there. Uh, but the team I want to talk about is the Boston Celtics. They are the most informed team in the league. Uh, one loss in the last fourteen, thirteen, yeah. something like that. Uh, best defensive team in the league right now. Uh, they've been conceding less than 100 points per game since the start of the year, uh, which is like two months. So that's a big enough sample to say this. Mm. Uh, so undoubtedly, they're the best defense in the league right now. Uh, Warriors have dropped since Raymond has left, right? So can't really, Warriors were the team to beat before defensively. But now it's the Celtics. Sure. How, how much of a threat are Celtics in the East? Because we've seen the story where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have the stretches and... Uh, they even made the conference finals, even in the bubble year, right? But they didn't really look threatening as to a championship-winning yeah. uh, team. How much of a threat are the Celtics now? Because a big enough sample, over two months, you played like, what, nearly 30 games? Uh, that's like one-third of the season, almost. So, yeah. how much of a threat are the Celtics? Um, I, I, it's, it's kind of hard to really peg them in one slot. Uh, a lot of this resurgence has been off the back of their defense, which for years now we've known has been amazingly efficient. And they only get better as, as Smart and, uh, sorry, as Tatum and Brown age and mature. So Smart's already a couple of steps ahead, but uh, they, they only get better and better and better. And Tatum's grow, grown in size also in, in over the last few years. So that has helped because he's so that makes him so versatile. It's like if KD could really, really defend and was a few years mm-hmm. younger, what would you get? That's kind of how... Uh, you see Tatum on defense. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Like I'm, I'm looking at what's the one USB. What's the one thing that others can't combat that a team has? And for me to call them favorites, like with the Sixers, uh, there's hard in this. I mean, sorry, Embiid. At this point, nobody can really guard Embiid in the entire East. I don't think there's anyone that can guard Embiid. Maybe Anis can give him trouble, mm-hmm. uh, and that goes both ways. That's a good clash, but that's about it. And then if you can guard Embiid, then you've got to deal with Hart. So that duo is what, it was like the Lakers, right? LeBron and AD, who right. cares what else is there? And that's that's right. what will win you games. So you're confident. Um, with, with the Celtics, I don't know what that is. I really don't know what that is. There's no one thing yep. that makes the East look, go, look at them and go, oh shit, I don't want to play those guys. Like, you'll think that, I mean, the tough opponents, but it's not... That's the team that's coming out of the East, yeah. right? They're getting I, defensive I, stops, I, but they're getting it in the regular season. They're getting true. in the playoffs. That defense will it still be that good? Maybe, maybe not. But even if it is, you still got to score at the other end. True. 
I hundred percent agree. I just don't know the style of the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, is it Jalen Brown dominated? Is it Jason Tatum dominated? Correct. Sometimes it's both of them. Sometimes it's one of them. Uh, but what are even their styles, right? I mean, is Tatum a post-up player? Is he a three-point yeah. shooter? Is he a mid-range guy? I don't know. He he does a bit of everything. Uh, same with Jalen Brown. He does a bit of everything. But you don't really associate a style or personality with the team and the duo. So it's kind of difficult to pick the Celtics over the uh, rest. Like when I say yeah, rest, I Bucks, the Nets, yeah. the Sixers, they all have something that makes them the favorites. But the Celtics don't. They're a good team, uh, fun to watch. Uh, I like Robert Williams. They've kind of figured out what to do with him. Uh, I like watching Marcus Smart hustle as long as he's not taking shots. It's the same the Westbrook situation. Yeah, the lesser yeah, yeah. shots Westbrook takes, the better the Lakers look. And it's the same with uh, Boston Celtics. The lesser shots that Marcus Smart take, Marcus Smart takes, mm. the better the look. So. Uh, yeah, I I right. can't really put the Celtics as favorites. Maybe I mean, they'll win one round, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think the coach has done a good job for sure, picking up from where they left off and the kind of start that they've had. Um, I think this has been a pretty good uh, transformative journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if I can at all call it that. But exactly, uh, it explains why they're in six spot <laughs> still. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But the thing here is um, teams like these that don't have eye-popping superstars yet, the, neither of those guys are there yet. There's a lot of potential, but they're not, I wouldn't, it'll be tough to put either of them in the top 20 in the league. It sounds mm-hmm. like a ludicrous thing to say, but when you start listing the talent that's available in the league, it's not all that, uh, right. uh, you know, it's not not plausible. So um, for me, for teams like that, that don't have superstars that leap off the page, and I'd put the Hawks in there too. Trey Young last season, the Hawks mm-hmm. last season. Mm-hmm. I'd put them there too because they were an unknown entity. That they did well is yep. something we found out. It wasn't something yep. to expect. Um, and I'll take them as an example. I will take mm-hmm. the Grizzlies from this season as an example. I'll take the Cavs from this season and the Miami Heat from the bubble season. What do mm-hmm. all these guys have in common? There's no one or two. There's no superstar. There's no LeBron right. AD happening there. There's no Embiid Harden. There's no Kyrie KD. There's not that kind of Yep. Uh, stature in in this squad but what you have is a bunch of guys young or old is, is second rate that just so happens that most of them have young squads but uh, what you have is uh, a team chemistry a team that is willing to sacrifice either they're all so young and, and they want to sacrifice yep. or they're all at a stage where the chip matters and nothing else um, like the Dirk and the Dirk Mavs mm-hmm. that, that won or the older Spurs or, or even Celtics when the big four with mm-hmm. three they put together in 2008 um, these guys either you're so young that you want to come in and perform as a team or you're so old you're saying nothing else matters I have my MVPs and whatever now I need the chip in my life I need the chip these teams play as a team they play and, and really mean it right everything they do they do as a cohesive unit it's not a blend of superstars doing their own thing it is it is a whole unit performing together it's true of the heat the Cavs uh, heat yeah. in the bubble Cavs now uh, Hawks last season, uh, any other example, like Memphis now, right? I don't see that in the in the Celtics. I don't think there is that cohesion. Sometimes when they all get together and play well, they play well. Uh, but sometimes inexplicably, they don't. They don't communicate. You see defensive lapses. You saw that in the first part of the season. Yep. You saw it in the bubble also when Smart went off on half his team and everyone's yep. flipping out. It happened earlier this year as well. Exactly. When they had that poor stretch. So it, it just doesn't seem there. So without eye-popping superstar talent, Without team chemistry and and that one common goal, mission, statement, the big hairy audacious, whatever, <laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't see enough to trust them to be the team in the playoffs. So I agree one yeah. series and bye-bye-bye. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, 
let's move to the west uh, pretty interesting at the top of the table which has been kind of boring till now because the suns have been running away and the warriors have been chasing them at a distance away but still chasing uh, and then a big separation before the grizzlies jazz yeah. denver mavs came in right now things have gotten interesting because chris paul is out at least for the rest of the regular season and he might miss probably even the initial stages of the playoffs which is kind of harsh on them but it is what it is now their backup point guard is campaign who's yet to come back from his injury which means booker is being the point guard and he's doing a brilliant job at it but you can't really replace chris paul yeah. and the suns have been finding that now uh, they lost two consecutive games now uh, the latest ones against utah jazz who's probable uh, playoff opponents in the second round uh, how do you think this will impact the suns i mean is chris paul's loss that big that you will suffer for the rest of the season he might be back for the playoffs but you don't know i mean you return after four weeks or six weeks of you you're not the same player right away right and yeah. is this going to cause the suns a lot because they were odds on along with the warriors favorites for the west this was going to be the western conference final we knew it but does Now this thing both suck <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly the good thing for the warriors is that draymond should be back much yeah. sooner uh and they look a different unit again because he brings in a lot he brings in uh, defensive end hand, ball handling uh, everything everything runs through just him leadership there. and coordination in general or the, exactly. the floor general he'll just, he'll just shout and make sure yeah. that the game is going according to how he wants it to so yeah, he's the off ball floor general he is the non chris the anti chris paul <laughs> <laughs> so uh how is this going to impact the suns is, is does this change uh, equations and favorites in the west it should um even more so if chris paul's not back for the playoffs um, if he misses more games i mean this is a serious injury it means not only will it take longer for him to be back which means the suns have to figure a way out when he comes back the longer the injury the usually the longer it takes for you to get back into your stride um and uh, the more severe the injury the more uh, there is a chance of a relapse yep, um, yep. Uh, especially if it's uh, you get my point but my my issue with the So I have a bigger point to make here, right? Uh, Chris Paul mm-hmm. is one of maybe two players of his kind left in the league, and I'm mm-hmm. going to count Rondo for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonzo is kind of there, but not quite. Which is the old school quintessential Jason Kidd-ish point guard. Right. Runs the offense through him. It's almost quarterback like mm-hmm. um, the leadership and the coordination and the play calling and the, the, the assists and the ability, of course, to pull up and shoot and make shots. Now, Chris Paul. Uh, has all the qualities that make him a true blue point guard like a one guard from the 90s like a stockton type but as mm-hmm. a uh, has almost as good an offense uh, when he wants to score as as some of the best two guards right. to have ever done it right that's what makes him so lethal but he still his play style is still that of a traditional one guard it's yep. just very stockton very jason kidd problem is that's a dying art in in today's game right uh-huh. Uh-huh. no very few teams do that right very few teams yep. have the personnel to set set stuff curry can't do this he can't do yep. what chris paul does most point guards harden can't do what i know he racks up assists but he can't run the offense the way True. Uh, chris paul does nobody does it like him rondo may be in his prime but that's what it um now so then the problem is say philly for instance they lose uh-huh. harden for a few games it doesn't bring about a sea change in play style it just takes away one large chip one big contributor across stat categories but they still going to yep. largely play the same way maybe harden gets more touches maybe some shooters get more touches but it doesn't drastically change the play style mm-hmm. the problem in today's game with depending on somebody like a chris paul is when he's not there your entire play style changes because no replacement can do what he does campaign yep. can somebody like a campaign can put, come in and put shots up 
like a Devon Booker can do a decent job, but none of them are going to run the team like Chris Paul does. So that means your whole style changes. And that is a problem the closer you get to the playoffs. Having said that, they have done this before though. Devon Booker is so good that they they tied over these these gaps. Um, They did in the playoffs, in the conference finals. Yep, yep. We have a small sample and a very good one. This will be interesting to see how they do it. But I would take this very seriously if I were the Suns. Not, not that I'm saying they're not. I mean, they're gunning for the title. Of course, they're taking it seriously. Uh, but because this is an opportunity for them to see what the future is like. Because Chris Paul's mm-hmm. not going to be around forever. Right. Devin Booker is absolutely the face of the franchise. Eight in, eh, we'll see. Uh, bridges, I think they should extend at, at any cost. Or yep. uh, just keep extending bridges. Right? Just keep more around. So. Um, this is a, this is a shot at this is a preview of what the Suns are going to be like. Uh, now they, they they'll get a good talented player in place of Chris Paul sometime in the future. But you know now begins the the rebuild. So I'm actually looking beyond this season uh, mm-hmm. for how mm-hmm. intriguing this is. But I think they'll get by just fine. They don't need to do a lot um, uh, to to hang on to their spots. I know Utah and Memphis are coming and they're coming fast. But but I think the Suns are still good enough to uh, to hold the first or at best second second spot because the Warriors are struggling also. Currently, they yeah, have the yeah. worst record, by the way, of any mm-hmm. team in the top eight. Last 10 games, worst record in the top eight. The only, team, <laughs> the only team that has a worse record than the Golden State Warriors, of course, uh, anyone should be able to guess this, is the ninth place team, the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the Warriors, though, I mean, pretty troubling that they lost uh, seven of the last 12. And like you said, the worst <laughs> record in the top 10, apart from the Lakers. In pretty bad form too. Like they had no business yeah. losing that Mavs game. I know Luca, yep. but come on. Yep. Yep. 26 exactly. and 3 really... run. That's what the Mavs went on. Something like that in the fourth quarter. 32 and 8 in the fourth quarter, which is like very unlike the Warriors. The Steve, yeah. uh, Steve Kerr's record when leading by 20 plus points is 204 wins and two losses. This was yeah. the second loss. Yeah. yeah. Because you never see the Warriors give up big leads like that. And this was very unlike the Warriors. They had their stars on the court. I mean, of course, Clay Thompson didn't play the game. Draymond is out. Steph was on the on the court. He had no business losing the game like that. And I just don't know what went wrong. I mean, it's kind of also the problem when when Raymond's yep. not there. The coordination that we keep talking about, the floor, exactly, in general, exactly. Uh, what was Steph doing guarding Luca? How does that mismatch happen? Steph's guarding Luca in the paint. That's that's such a horrible yep. size mismatch for for a guy that doesn't not really even defend that yep. well. Luca's shooting for fun. He's backing him down, turn around, fade away, easy, like eight foot, yep. ten foot of shots. Yep, yep. Lucas in that kind of form since the posing is trade. He gets to wherever he wants in the court and just chucks a yeah, shot. Yeah, but I'm saying that's, that's Draymond's absence being felt. Of, of these mismatches, they don't happen. These screens and reading them wrong, they don't happen all that often when Draymond's on the court. I think that's a big vacuum. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to Draymond getting back as soon as possible. I think that'll take a two more... I, Two yeah. more weeks, is, I think, yeah. is the schedule. So I think uh, he'll be back and the Warriors should look different once he's back. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried if, the, if I were the Warriors, but the team chasing them right now is the most exciting team in the league, Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. Jean Morant, I'm, I know we've spoken multiple times about how Steph Curry is the most entertaining player in the league. And of course, he is. He is. He is. Jean Morant <laughs> is giving him a run for that money, for that sure. title. Because yes. that guy does things that are not possible, that are ridiculously impossible. <laughs> The how the hell do you <laughs> how do you do that? How do you so Steve Adams? First of all, how many quarterback passes does he have like this? He is brilliant at this. He just quarterbacks that pass to Jamorant in the corner and the other end of the floor. And that guy took 0.4 seconds to get it away. And yeah, he in. jumped up, caught the ball, and released it right there in the air from behind the board. It's it's one of those shots you uh, have you seen this play? There's this old play where uh, somebody throws an inbound pass. I forgot who it was, but it was a big. 
they mm-hmm. they give a bounce pass to him so it's coming somewhere the belly button height mm-hmm. best way to describe it and he sort of volleyballs it he just puts his hands <laughs> like this and volleyballs it his back is to the rim he kind of just spikes it up like this and it goes in the shot goes in is the most ridiculous thing you would have ever seen and from that day i in my dreams i'm a superstar nba superstar right so so i'm thinking someday i'm going to win a game like that and look at look at everyone's jaw drop in the arena that's going to be a game winner for me this was even more ludicrous and it actually happened it wasn't like some wild <laughs> fetish fetishized fantasy jamaran actually did that every every time that memphis plays i'm like looking forward to highlight reels because yeah. jamaran has at least four of them every single game uh three of his last four games he's got 44 he better that with 46 and yesterday he got 52 this guy uh he does ridiculous things because sometimes the defenders are not expecting him to do those things right he gets to wherever he wants he gets under the rim he just bounces he has this unlimited bounce and he dunks it how do you stop this guy he got there... speed too that's how he slips through all the uh, yeah, maneuvers yeah. and especially yeah. in transition you can't catch him like you put double triple team whatever he just shoot yeah. past you so Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How do you defend this guy? I have no answer. Have no and answer. what kind of a threat are Memphis? I know you've said this multiple times that you've never seen them in the playoffs, but yeah. this looks like a team that will have fun in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd be worried if I was facing the Memphis Grizzlies because they can absolutely thrash anyone out there right now. And the way they're playing, now I'm like, maybe they can even get to the conference finals. I don't know. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't of this belief a while ago. But I, how how many times do I keep saying, no, 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 it's not. I, it's just a young... No, but they clearly... This is now firmly last season's Hawks. Probably better. I should say yeah. better. They are better yep. because they're not as one-man driven as yep. the Hawks yep. were. I know Collins. I know all these guys put in a good shift, but that was Trey Young. That was entirely Trey Young to the Conference Finals. I know how good Jamarant is, but everyone con- contributes here. Uh, yep. Probably a better team contribution than even the Hawks. So yeah, maybe maybe we should fancy them in the uh, in the. Uh, in the playoffs the jazz are on a bit of a good run too although yep. i think they're a bit too far behind and the way the grizzlies are playing second spot is a legit possibility true true golden state warriors have dropped two games at some point and and they're yep. within within shouting range uh the warriors the way they're going i don't see it surprising if they drop two more games over the next four or five and and grizzlies yep. the way they're going i don't I won't find it surprising if they win four or five or five or five something like that. So second place that's gone uh, for the Warriors. It looks entirely likely, and with Draymond being two weeks away, that's a whole bunch of games. Yeah. Um, so I think they should be resigned to third place. I think they have enough for for the Jazz not to catch them. Um, a little disappointing, I must say, the way they started to, especially yeah. to get Clay back and then still drop um, spots. But but it's the Warriors. I think third seed they'll take it. I think they're looking at the chip this season and. It's okay if they don't get the top yeah. seed because that's firmly I gone. I don't think they're getting there now. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. The Suns are too far yeah. uh, away in front. Uh, it's the Suns' spot to lose, if I can put it that way. I mean, uh, yeah, Chris Paul is out, and we'll see how many games they'll lose without Chris Paul, and yeah. how much they'll take to adjust without Chris Paul, so that Cam Johnson and Devin Booker are the point guard and back, shooting guard right now, right? So yeah, and the way the momentum's going, Suns is the first spot is the Suns to lose, and the second part spot honestly is the Grizzlies to lose. Uh, yep. I'd expect them to be there. Say this time next week, I'd expect them to be there. Absolutely. All right then. Um, we spoke a lot of stuff. Uh, that's all on today's episode. We'll come back tomorrow and talk about teams that are struggling. Uh, second mm-hmm. half, uh, bottom half of the conferences. Uh, you know the teams that I'm talking about are the Lakers. Sure. So. <laughs> sure. We somehow fit in the Nets. We should have fit in the Lakers as well. So <laughs> we'll come back and do that tomorrow. Uh, trade lots, everyone. Lots of... Yeah. Trade everyone. Trade Pelinka also. 
every everyone just the whole squad pelinga dinivas you can't trade so that's okay mm-hmm. but trade everyone else <laughs> all right we'll come back and talk about that tomorrow uh, that's all, right. all in today's episode have a nice day that's man hey if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on our social media we're at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to us and you know you do you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash you want to tell us magic johnson is still better than steph curry and you don't think steph curry has changed the game for all that and more reach out to us on both instagram and twitter if you love cricket listen up the edges and sledges cricket podcast is here for you Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>